0: together. It's not going to be easy, I'm telling you right now. I was just in tears three minutes ago, and I did it to myself. This is the Sports Machine with Slim, New Hampshire's next generation sports talk radio show on WKXL Radio. We're here weekdays from 10 to 11. Maybe it officially starts 10:08. Uh, Last night, I was treated to a couple of basketball games in the Hampstead Civic Club gym, which I love. I've spent so much time there through my life. Way back when, when I uh, got cut from the central basketball, central Catholic high school basketball team, when I was robbed of my position, both my freshman and sophomore years, because uh, my family didn't have enough money, that's the truth of it, Uh, back then. It wasn't because I wasn't good enough, as I cried... To the principal, the day after I was cut as a freshman, I said, I beat all those kids last year. We played all their teams. We used to spank them, dude. I'm, I'm better than all those guys. But the day of tryouts, 15 kids were pulled off to the side. Right to start the practice. I still remember. 15 kids pulled off to the side. Those were the 15 that made the team. I wasn't over there. Cried to the principal. Came back for a tryout the next day because my mom called and complained and uh, still didn't make it. So I was not tough enough back then. I was Jason Tatum-esque. I just wasn't tough enough and angry enough to be like, give me the ball, I'm going to go and do it myself. I was passive. Didn't get more aggressive until junior, senior year of high school. And then more so every single day since then. But again, last night, I'm in Hampstead, treated the two basketball games, the Hampstead Masters Basketball League. It's playoff time, people. We've done a WKXL um, spotlight for them. In fact, the most highly viewed spotlight episode to date was the Hampstead Masters Basketball League. I love all the guys in this league. And I just wanted to start the show out with a few comments. Well, one of these comments is, is making me laugh. And I just am going to share some of this with you just to plant the seed. And I'm going to dig more into this as we go on. Because I just uncovered an article that I was referred to last night by, uh, by Baker. And he st- starts telling me a story about a man from China who, who smokes cigarettes while running marathons and apparently he got banned. <laughs> <laughs> from from doing so because he was doing so well in the marathons, and I was like, "What?" And, and as we were talking last night, I started going back and forth, and I'm laughing, and he's like, "Oh yeah." You see, it's like it's just barely hanging out of his his mouth as he's running. And so this morning, I had t- typed in instead of bringing my trusty notebook and pen to the game last night, I just didn't think that would look. Uh, uh, I don't know, official or professional enough, so I brought my phone and I sent myself a text. Man who smokes while running marathon in China got banned because of an unfair advantage, and and it just I just found the article, and it's so good. I have to read some of it, but I'm not going to do it right now. Uh, I'm going to save that for a little bit later in the show. Can you imagine after all these years they've been telling us it's not good for you, and we all know it's not good. Obviously, it's not good, but apparently this guy gets some sort of stimulative effect from it and is using it to his advantage, you know, like steroids in baseball back in the day. Who knew the secret was to run marathons with cigarettes? Uh, But listen, the basketball action last night seriously is awesome, and uh, one of the first things I heard, Johnny Kay, who's um, 60-plus years old. I don't know how old he is, but uh, word came to me that this might be his last season down there. Well, as his team here, the J&B Butcher squad last night, which finished the regular season in second place, um, when they take the, the court against Baker Painting, I see a look in Johnny K's eye. And if this is going to be, in fact, his last year in the league, man, he's doing himself proud. His team went out last night, led by Johnny K. Neal, and I think three or four threes during the game, played a professional game. Johnny, you are a professional basketball player. You might not be getting paid, or maybe you are in this league. I don't think so, but um, you are a true professional. I don't know you all that well, but I respect your game immensely, and hopefully this won't be the, uh, you know, the end of it. Uh, hopefully you will continue on, but that's totally up to you. I've had to make a similar decision at a point in my life. Johnny K's team, J M B Butcher, moves on to the final round, defeating Jeff Steenson's team no Dave Spiro last night. That helps uh, hurt you guys, definitely. Mike Ron seemed to play a decent game. He had a heck of a move or two of them during the game. But Steenson, man, you're a winner out there. Every year your team's a, a problem in the playoffs. And sorry you just came up a little short. So we got J M B butchered Squad moving on to the finals. Guess what? And I know people that are in the league that are listening this morning. You're staying tuned to your radio dial right now because you want to hear an update on my brother, don't you? My brother Dave. Last night, who's on the Rockingham Roofing Squad, Coach Steve Tripodi, who was a welcome guest on the WKXL Spotlight, did a great job talking about the league and the good things you guys do over there. Um, Coach drafted Dave with the number two pick overall, or was it number one overall pick this year? Either way, uh, my brother Dave is a valued member. He's defending MVP. He's a big man, and his team needs his rebounding ability. Well, last night he went up for a rebound, Came down on somebody's foot. <clears throat> the score, the halftime, I think, of the game was 21 to 19. And uh, Keystone PE was up. Keystone PE, first place all year in the league. I see their record right here, what, 14 5 regular season record, first place. Now, Rockingham Roofing was in last place. 6 and 13 seems to be their regular season record. But um, Dave didn't play a bunch of those games. So he played last night. You could tell he was sick. And. He come down on somebody's foot. His ankle this morning's not looking great. He sent me a text, and I said, well, do your thing. Get healed up. He said, I will Mr. Miyagi it, which, for those of you that remember the Karate Kid, you get your hands next nice to hot, and then you put it on the the part of the body that needs adjusting, and then you kind of crack a little bit, and then all of a sudden, you're good to go. Um... I don't, I, Dave has a great healing ability. I don't know if he's going to miss the Miyagi yet, though, because as I saw it, I texted him back and said, That looks more like a, a Rocky Balboa need. Where it's like, Cut me, Mick, because it is inflamed. There is a bubble aspect and it's discolored, almost purple. In fact, it does look very similar to Rocky's eyes back in, was that Rocky 1? I think that was Rocky 1. Um, so stay tuned on Dave's availability for next week, because this is best of three series, so people out there know the um, Hampstead Men's Masters League second round is best of three. Johnny K's team has already advanced. They won the first two games. These other two, Keystone p and and Rockingham Roofing, is split the first two. Next Wednesday night is going to be the decider, and you know you want to be there. Should I advise everybody to smoke a bunch of cigarettes prior to the games or the game? I don't know. That might be an interesting strategy, Coach Tripodi. You might want to take that into consideration. As Paul Wheeler said to me last night, um, the second halves of these games, I will say, every every, every, uh, gentleman who's playing must be at least 40 years old. And most of them are over 50. And uh, in the second halves, they tend to wear down. As Paul Wheeler (laughs) whispered to me at one point, these guys play like they're riddled with gout. And, and I just felt that that was worthy of writing down in my, uh, my text machine. So I sent that text to myself and I just used the line there. Riddled with gout sounds like it's a, a different, a difficult way to play, play basketball. Everybody out there, you need some good stuff in your life. Whether it's listening to a radio show, going out and uh, playing basketball in the Hampstead Men's uh, Masters Basketball League. We all need to do something that we enjoy. And I know as I look at my um, notebook here, my notes for the day, I enjoy gambling. And I want to talk a little bit about this here when we come back. I I, uh, Googled yesterday meetings for Gamblers Anonymous in New Hampshire. And there are three meetings uh, per week, one in Hampstead, actually, one in Dover, and one in Manchester, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. in Manchester. Massachusetts, I went on Gamblers Anonymous sites. 31 results, 31 meetings per week. And I went, huh, people in Massachusetts must have much more gambling problems than people in New Hampshire. 31 meetings in Massachusetts, only three. And I just wondered, where's DraftKings headquartered? Massachusetts. I wonder if that has anything to do with the numbers. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but for people that don't know, State Senator Lou D'Alessandro... Um, is going to be on the show on Tuesday of next week, and I'm going to ask him about state funding for uh, problem gambling. I think it's a big issue in this state, in this country, and I don't think that there's very much money being put towards, you know, helping people that that want to quit. I'm not about saying, hey, you don't gamble. I'm all for gambling. Y'all know this, but There are people out there that uh, are gambling too much and going into a lot of debt. And it's only going to be a amount of time here until that debt rises to the top. And then all of a sudden, the people in politics are going to say, wait a second, we need to do something about this instead of being proactive. So that's what I will talk to Lou about on Tuesday as I plant the seed for some show next week here on the Sports Machine with Slim WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord. 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. We're coming back to talk about the Bruins and the NHL All-Star Game. Episode, but I wanna t th- i want to talk some serious hockey talk right now as we transition back from commercial here on the sports machine with Slim. And if I'm gonna talk serious hockey talk, then who better to talk it with than our local licensed health insurance and Medicare broker Thomas Polk? Thomas, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Jim. You know, as always, I love talking to you because you just you are level-headed. That's a, that's a word I'm, I'm going to describe, and I, that is a, an absolute compliment, because I can tend to get uh, on ups and downs and rants and say something that maybe the next day I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. It's better just to choose your words carefully, and that's what you want somebody to do when they're in charge of your health and life insurance.
1: Right. Well, I, I, do, I do take it as a compliment,
0: 100%. Very it go- works. All right, so let's talk about the Bruins. But before we do, can I just ask you this? I I can't get away from this story, Charles. I don't know if you heard earlier, but I, I read an article that was referred to me last night by a guy. There's a there's a man in China who has been banned from running in marathons for two years because he was smoking, chain-smoking nonstop while running marathon, and he was doing really well. And I guess it was like some sort of an advantage for him, so he's been banned from competing for a couple of years. You as a health insurance professional, would you advise this tactic at all to anyone ever?
1: Well, I, I, I can't see how that's beneficial to you, right? Where the smoke goes right in your lungs, and that's all what marathon run, runners are all about, right? Uh, <laughs>
0: this, this is awesome. I, don't, this, I have to read the article on the air. I'm going to do it later, but exactly. I don't see how this could be beneficial.
1: Yeah, I, I don't either. And obviously, it can't be beneficial to anybody running around him either, so maybe that's his benefit there. But
0: uh, <laughs> Maybe other um, people uh, complained other people complained about the secondhand yeah. smoke, and that's what stopped it. <laughs> that's very possible, Thomas. Hey, listen, people complaining. I was complaining to you on an email I sent this morning. I said, the Bruins only have—now, you might not have heard this energy behind it, but the Bruins only have one player that made the All-Star team? What's the deal? They got the, the most points in the league. I'm thinking to myself, how do we only have David Pasternak— who's the, the all-star, as uh, you calmly <laughs> responded in email and explaining in more detail. Actually, the Bruins do have two um, all-stars this season, right?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, the, the goalie, Nobody. most people look at the players who are in it. Uh, nobody really pays attention to all the goalies that end up making it. But, yeah, I mean, the rules are you got to have one representative from every team, right? So, right then and there, you got your 32. And the way they do it after... I I think the league picks certain players, and then the fans get to vote for the rest of them. Uh, Obviously, the All Star game being in Toronto, they're gonna get a few extra guys, just you know, for the local team, and that's the case every year. And then if you look at the rest of the list, uh, I was surprised how Vancouver has five, but obviously they're a good team. All five of those guys have had tremendous seasons this year, being in the, you know. Four of them being in the sorry, three of them being in the top ten in scoring and one in the top twenty, but four to fifteen goals. So I get it, but uh, that's how it usually works. And then obviously with the fan voting, when teams like Colorado when Nathan McKinnon gets picked, how do you let a uh, leave a guy like Kale McCarr off the team? I mean, he's your reigning best defenseman in the league. Uh, he's going for that same title again this year with Quinn Hughes. So how can you not bring him in?
0: See, I don't know much about players on other teams right now. When I looked at the stats this morning, I I had said on the show the other day, Thomas Edmonton, the Edmonton Oilers have won 16 games in a row. 16 games in a row. It's like, wow, unbelievable. What a streak they're on. But for total points in the season, Vancouver has 71. Edmonton only has 59. So even though they've won 16 in a row, they're still 12 points behind. I mean, they're what? Uh, five wins less than what Vancouver has. So I was expecting Edmonton would have five or six players in this game. But no, it's it's you said it's Vancouver that has five, right? Well,
1: if we we're, if were really looking at the, the numbers there with Edmonton, obviously they didn't start out the year they wanted to. And then they made a coaching change there. Uh, their goalie uh, Skinner started to get really, really hot. And even the backup goalie that they called up from the minors when they sent their other guy down uh, has got him a couple of wins at the end of the day. If you really look at the Oilers' uh, offensive production, when they're two big guys uh, with Drysaddle and McDavid are going, then the rest of the crew is going too. And that's just what happened there.
0: Well, this is what I'm looking for. And people that are listening to the Sports Machine with Slim right now, Thomas, I want to plant the seed with them. The hope is by playoff time here, um, as spring rolls around, our show will be out to two hours a day from 10 to 12. So as the NHL playoffs are going on, I will have time to dive into the series that are happening like outside of the Bruins, right? all the other teams that are playing, so you'll really have a chance to let your uh, knowledge and expert insight as a former NHL player of five years really shine through the radio airwaves, so I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, me too. It'll be fun. I mean, obviously, hockey, the regular season, it's great, and you see some guys score goals, but everybody's waiting for late April and then into the middle of June to see who's going to win the Cup. It's actually the best time of the year for hockey to watch and it's exciting it gets a little tougher to play for them and you know it'll be interesting
0: i talked about the Hempstead masters uh, men's basketball league i went to the game last night the regular season is so different from the playoffs once the playoffs start like you, these guys are totally gassed after five minutes because they all you know the, the, the vibes the energy everything kicks in early the adrenaline well, it's the same thing in the regular season versus the playoffs for hockey. That's why you got the Bruins last year, best regular season team of all time. We bow out in the first round because it's just, it's just different. Now, the Bruins this year are not bowing out in the first round. I'm just telling everybody that's not happening. David Pastanak's going to be in the All-Star Game. That's played on Saturday this weekend, Thomas. What would you say if I think it's, uh, it's highly likely that he will be the All-Star Game MVP?
1: Oh, there's a chance. I mean, if you look at the roster, that's tough to say. Uh, everyone is kind of in his boat. He has as good a chance as anybody else to go take that title for him. Uh, me, on the one hand, I'm, I'm looking more at that new skills competition on Friday night. I think that'll be fun to watch where the 12 guys are competing and all the skills against each other to see who can take home uh, the grand prize there. I think it's a million dollars, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I don't know much about this. Is this the first time this contest is ever happening? Yeah, they've updated a little bit. In the previous years, they have you know, tried
1: different things, and I, I think they, they didn't get the response they wanted, and now they're kind of turning to this format where 12 of the guys that are there are just competing in all events and get a certain amount of points depending on how, do, how well they do, and it'll be a grand total winner. Obviously, it goes to one of the 12 guys.
0: And Pasternak is in this competition. Yes, he is. Okay, so yeah, yes, that's something is. I would yeah. want to watch. I mean, that's Friday night, the skills competition. This is going to go for a while. obviously. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's a couple hour event probably. If we're doing these different things with twelve guys in it. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. And it's I think you know they're going to have it on ESPN, ESPN Plus, whoever the main TV uh, deal is with the NHL right now. It'll, it'll be fun to watch. It'll be a cool little, uh, um, cool little event, I think.
0: Well, for people that don't know what Postonac's doing this year, uh, for goals, he's third in the NHL. we got Austin Matthews with 40, Sam Reinhardt from Florida has uh, 37. Postonac has 33. But for total points scored, Postonac including assists, out of those top three goal scorers, Postonac has 72 total points. So Austin Matthews has 40 goals, 58 points. Postonac yeah. has 33 goals, 72 points. So that just tells you, like, this guy is at the very top echelon from, from a statistics standpoint at the very least.
1: Oh, for sure. and He's one of the best players in the league, and everybody knows it. That's why the Bruins locked him down for a long-term deal there. Uh, I think with the numbers you gave us, he's also third in point, right? Yes, so yes. He's up there. He's a tremendous player. I mean, the two guys ahead of him there with Niki- uh, McKinnon and Kucherov, yep. uh, it seems like the two of them are battling out right now, but there's still plenty of games left, like Pasta going on a run, getting an extra ten points, and I, I still think, you know, we haven't seen Connor McDavid like he's still gonna give them a run for their money, trying to push for that scoring title once more. You know, in the previous years, he's always been at the top, if not winning, is right below it. So uh, it'll be a tight race. It'll be fun to watch, but you know, as all these teams, you know, in Tampa with Kucherov, uh, the Avalanche with McKinnon, the Bruins with Pasta, like they're all going for the Stanley Cup, and I think that's what. Edmonton is trying to get in there as well. Like, if you look at high, high high-end players who all win those individual titles at the end of the day, they know their career will not be looked upon the same unless they win a cup. And Kucherov and McKinnon already done it. Uh, So Pasta and and McDavid are definitely looking to add to that.
0: Exactly. That's what these guys are thinking about. It's a great point, Thomas. When you're a great, great player like this, we do the same thing in the NBA. Like Jason Tatum. He hasn't won a title. He's he's a great player, but he's not that great until you actually win the championship and our our main reason why your team did it.
1: Yeah, 100%. And the same goes for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Our players, Austin Matthews, Nylander, Marner. Same idea, right? You need to win that trophy.
0: Need to win the trophy. We're winning trophies here on the Sports Machine with Slim Thomas. If you want to hold on you can and come back. We'll talk more Bruins when we transition back from commercial here on the Sports Machine with Slim, WKXL Radio 1450 AM 103.9 FM Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester and htalkradio.com as we continue on a Thursday, and we're lucky enough to have Thomas continuing on the line with us. He just knows hockey way more than me, and I like to learn about it, because the more I learn about hockey in the NHL, the more I like it. I lo- I- I'm ashamed to say, almost, I enjoy watching the Bruins games more than the Celtics games now. I'm a lifelong basketball guy. I'm... I'm- I'm, I've never been a hockey guy. I can't even skate. Like I can skate, but the only way I can stop is by crashing into the boards like as gently as possible. But it's fun to watch the Bruins, Thomas. Do you think uh, – I'm just curious what your thoughts are on the growth and popularity, or I don't know if it's lack of growth of popularity, uh, of the NHL through the years. It hasn't reached the level as, uh, as the NBA or the NFL has, certainly.
1: No, I mean, that's not even close. I mean, that's been always kind of the case. <laughs> that hockey's like the fourth major sport that we got here. But overall, they have definitely done a good job. And Obviously, um, for anybody who is, you know, 35 plus and they grew up with, uh, you know, anything other than HDTV, they know how much that helped the game. Because if you go back to the 80s, it was tough watching those games (laughs) on TV when you had no idea where the puck was. But, you know, the league has done a good job. And moving into certain markets definitely grew the game and, You can see it with youth hockey and how many more players we have today than we did 30 years
0: ago. The big issue from my mind, I would say, is not knowing who the players are out there, Thomas, because they have on the helmets sometimes some face shields, and you got the numbers, but your players are in and out so fast. The casual fan sitting down really doesn't know who has a puck and where the stars are and what their skill sets are. You need to make an investment in time to be able to say, oh, this player has the puck. Oh, he's dangerous from right here. This is how we score. So it's past the knock. He's coming on a fast break, right? Like, they, that's the, the issue, I think. In the NFL, okay, yeah, they got helmets, but you know the quarterback. You know their name. They're famous. You know they're going to throw the ball. So you know the skill set of the quarterback. You know, right? you know Barack Purdy, what he can and can't do. You certainly know Patrick Mahomes. In the NHL, it, like, you can hear the names, but you don't know these players.
1: Yeah, it's probably also because it's a little bit of a more back-and-forth game versus like a football game, right? In football, you kind of know which, which way they're going. I mean, obviously, there are interceptions in a certain place, but uh, easier for people to keep up. And like you said, it, it might take a few extra games to watch before you know what's going on. But, you know, once you get into it, uh, I think most people will actually like it because it's a little bit of everything, right? A little bit of skill, a little bit of speed, a little bit of physicality. So they got all components.
0: And that's why I want to watch Friday night, because you're telling me the top 12 players or or ballpark top 12 players are going to be competing in this skills competition. I'll be able to see them, one, in different areas, right? but two, I'll be able to see kind of their reactions, because now the cameras are going to be zooming in on these guys, and you're going to see, hey, are they joking, or are they taking it serious, because some guys are going to want to win. And I would tell you, like, Postonac, I just feel him going to the All-Star break and, and all the you know, festivities around the All-Star time. The other players, like Marchand, he didn't make the All-Star team. Even though he's tied for 14th in goals, he's got 24 goals. That's tied for 14th in the league. He's also, like, out of the top 30 guys, he's got the most penalty minutes, I think. But and I think his reputation probably holds him back from making the team. I would say he should have made it, too, shouldn't he?
1: Well, I think it's more to also his age, right? Uh, when one player from each team gets to go and then the fans get to vote some The fans like some of the younger generation on the board than him. and know Marshan played in multiple all-star games, and he's definitely still a star player in this league. But, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back at it in the next couple of years with the way he's been playing.
0: Interesting, because Swayman made it in through the fan vote. So you tell me probably the Boston fans voted for Swayman more than Marshan.
1: I'm sure they did. I don't know what the statistics they are, and I don't know uh, how they set up the vote, but they must have, obviously. But if you look at the goaltending situation going on, and I noticed that there's only three from the East and five from the West, but when you look at those guys, um, every one of their teams is in a playoff spot right now, You know, being first or second in their specific division, and then, as I said, every one of them is in the playoffs. So all teams are doing well, and that's why a big part is goaltending. I mean, in hockey, you can have the best forwards and the best D. If your goalie is not playing well, you're not winning anything.
0: Well, and that was part of my, uh, you know, d- uh, upsettedness <laughs> When I said, to, or thought, that the Bruins only had Pasenak making the All-Star team, I thought, wait a minute, we've we got the best regular season record so far, and Swayman isn't making the team? So I looked at some stats. He's 11-3-7. He's got a 2.30 goals against... Um, average, which is third in the league, he's second in save percentage at .924. So statistically, I'm like Swayman has to be in there. I was glad to hear uh, when you told me and corrected me that he he actually has been named to the All Star team.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, a big big part why Swayman is probably not up more in the win column in the initial is because obviously we have another great goalie on our roster, right? And that's why he does only have six, only have 16 wins, which is I think 10th in the league, but. When you look at some of the other All-Stars there with Georgius and Demko with Vancouver and Hellepuck and Winnipeg, they got 27, 26, and 23 wins, but they are playing the majority of their games. They they got, you know, eight to 10 more games than Swainman does because, yeah, we do have another great goaltender on our roster that also, you know, could be in consideration to making that All-Star game. (laughs)
0: He, I mean, he's the Vezina Trophy winner from last year. So, uh, oh, really? Elmark was the best goalie in the league. Now, this year, just so people know from comparison, say Swayman has a 2.30 goals against average. Elmark has 2.78. For save percentage, Swayman .924. Elmark .915. So close, and those are still good numbers that Elmark's putting up. Oh, for
1: sure, both of them. And, you know... As we talked about it before, what's the benefit of maybe trading one away? You never know what's going to happen. The Bruins have the luxury right now of having two good goalies, so might as well keep them. Who knows? Who's um, going to be the
0: starter come playoffs, 10? I'm all for it, Thomas, as I jump in here. I'm telling you, I, I we have to keep the two of them together. They have a bond. They, they've they said it openly. Like, these guys love each other. Swayman goes over to visit Allmark at his house. Allmark's kids call him Uncle Sway. Like they said, they think of each other as brothers. And you can see the love that's coming when they're embracing each other at the end of the games. Like, this is our thing. This is the calling card. You know, this is the rallying cry. This is the bonder. For a championship caliber team, you don't want to mess with that type of chemistry.
1: 100%. And as we talked about it, at the end of the day, you don't know what's coming, right? You don't know what injuries bring. And as long as you can fit two guys like that uh, under the same roster, you know, that's phenomenal. Like you look at some of the other teams when their starter is out, it drops off drastically. Not so much for us here.
0: If I go into tomorrow's show, Thomas, and you're going to be on the air with me and I say, hey, listen, man, I'm – I I didn't feel like I did too well yesterday. I want you to to take the lead. You're going to be up. You're going to be the lead of the show tomorrow. You're going to want to elevate your game. You're going to want to pick me up and be like, all right, we got to do a better job with the sports machine with Slim. He had an off day yesterday. It's my turn. i got to be on my game. That raises everybody's level of play. That's what's going to happen between these two dudes in the playoffs. If Swayman goes out and we happen to lose a game one, Omar comes in for two, and boom, he's, it's on him. You know, they're going to push each other to raise their levels of game. Oh, 100%. And
1: I think it goes even further. I think they get along really great, but I think the competitor in them definitely shows them, hey, if this is my net for the playoffs, and that's what usually happens, right? Yes. Whoever the hot goalie is gets the start, and as long as he keeps playing well, he sticks with it. They want to keep that net. They want to go all the way, right? They want to take the team to the Stanley Cup Finals and win the Cup. Uh, So that's also going to push them, work harder throughout the year, and makes everybody better.
0: Well, and in the playoffs, though, I'm telling you, we need to go stick with the every other game thing. And Jim Montgomery, I think, has said openly that last year he made a mistake with the goalie rotation. And I'm on record saying this Jim Montgomery guy is the dude to lead the team, he scored three goals in the third period of the championship game in NCAA when he was at the University of Maine to win the title. they won it was five to four, I believe he scored three goals in the third period, like this guy, I have full trust in. Anybody who's worried about, oh, we, we bowed out in the first round last year. Is that who we are? That was Montgomery's first year lead in the Bruins. No, no, I, I am not worried about that at all. This guy's a winner, and I think the winning strategy is to go Almark, Swayman, or Swayman, Almark, Swayman, Almark, and you alternate every single game. If it comes to game seven, you go with whoever's playing the best.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. That's definitely a new scenario. I don't think any team, I might be wrong here, but I don't think I am. I'm I don't think any, gener- any team has ever done that this one. You this know? is
0: Next but, Generation uh, Sports Talk Radio right here, Thomas. I come up with the ideas and uh, just wait for them to be implemented.
1: There you go. But So we'll see what happens there. But if you look at last year's Stanley Cup champion with the Golden Knights there, right? Like They had multiple goalies in the playoffs and every one of them did their job. And the last guy that came up with it won the cup for them.
0: Bam. They were awesome last year, Thomas. I'm afraid of them. I am. Uh, I, I do think Las Vegas is going to be heard from as we steamroll through the playoffs. Thanks so much, everybody. If you need help with your health insurance, self-employed people, small business owners, Thomas Poe can be reached 603-399-6687. Or you can reach out to me here at WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. We're coming back to hear about the Marathon Run. All right, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun with this because we all know smoking is not good. The sports machine was slim. We talk sports. We definitely talk sports. We just did it for hockey right there. The Boston Celtics, I could talk about how we're playing the Lakers tonight, and I will tell you that LeBron James is coming into Boston, and he wants to win. This is is simple because this is what the guy's about. It's why the Lakers won the in-season tournament this year. LeBron James knows when it's big-time games... He's coming to win, and when he's coming to win, his whole team is coming to win. The guy is a leader. The guy is a winner. I don't care what anybody out there wants to say. I used to talk trash about LeBron. He would whine, this and that. He's proven it, everybody. He's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. My rankings, Michael Jordan's number one, and after that, I don't know. I don't know. Larry Bird's in there with... Bill Russell, mixed in probably with Magic, and LeBron. Those would be my guys. Michael Jordan's number one, though. Anybody want to come to me and say otherwise? I just, uh, I ain't got time for that. I got time for the runner in China who chain-smoked throughout Marathon. Banned. For two years. This is an article from the Independent. I don't know that organization, but let me read some of this to you just because it blows my mind. It's gotta be because I'm immature, but I was I was laughing so hard. A 52-year-old, a 52-year-old Chinese man who chain smoked cigarettes while completing a marathon has been issued a ban. A ban for two years. The man completed the Xiamen Marathon 2024 held on January 7th in 3 hours and 33 minutes and smoked throughout. Now the Xiamen Marathon's organizing committee has issued a two-year ban on him from their races and reported them to the Chinese Athletics Association for further penalties. The organizing, organizing committee's statement also said it verified Mr. Chen's smoking based on race supervision, referee reports, timing chip data, race videos, pictures, and other materials. The committee voided his timing and ranking for the event. Here's where it's funny, too. He is popularly known as Uncle Chen and has earned the title of smoking brother in China, according to Canadian Running Magazine, which first reported the incident. This is an incident. Mr. Chen reportedly smoked during a marathon in 2022 as well. He was seen smoking during the Xinjiang Marathon at Jiande in Zhejiang province in November of 2022. He was placed... 574th out of more than 1,500 runners. Photographs of Mr. Chen smoking while running the marathon were circulating on social media, and he received lots of media coverage. (laughs) Other Chinese cities have started addressing smoking during marathons with rules against uncivilized behavior. So, here's the deal. The other day, I turned on my TV. I don't know if I said this yesterday, but the news was on, which I hate to watch the news. I hate when that's the first thing you see, because you know it's going to be bad stuff. And it's like, I'm not, I don't need to stop my day with this. Well, it was on, and they're doing some report on p- drinking water. And I'm f- turning 50 years old next week, okay? I've been around for 49 <laughs> years and change. Water drinking has slowly, like increased in priority, I guess, or popularity, through the years. When I was a kid, 12, 13 years old, listen, there were water fountains there. None of us had our own thermos or, or, like, water bottles. Nobody had water bottles that they brought with them, for the most part, back then. You just went over to the water faucet, you take some water if you're thirsty. Listen, we would have an hour and a half practice. There might be one or two water breaks. Well, nowadays, we need, in a one-hour practice for first and second graders, Three or four times. Okay, we gotta have water. Go, you know, kids, oh, they want the water. Everybody tells them water. We got their own water. It's all over the place. I see scientific reports all the time. You gotta drink lots of water. You gotta do this. Water, 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 water. Well, this news report I see the other day says that drinking too much water is bad for you. It says hey like over what was it? Overhydration. That was that was the German. I'm sitting here watching this this to start my day, and I'm like what are, we, what are we doing? What are we doing? Are we supposed to be drinking water or are we not? We're now we're drinking too much water? What is the deal? We have a man running 24 miles? I mean, I'm sure they're measuring it in kilometers or something over there, right? I, and I would assume it equates. I, I mean, a marathon's got to be a marathon, right? Isn't that like a universal thing? What is it, 24.7 or something? I don't know what the actual numbers. It's long. It's longer than I want to run. If I run a mile today, uh, I'm going to walk plenty of it, and I'm going to be hurting tonight and tomorrow and for the next week, okay? This guy's 52 years old. I don't care what he's doing. He's chain-smoking during the marathon. God God bless you, dude. Go go get him. That's what you want. He's been banned for running marathons. Let's dive into the brain of a 7-year-old. Get up in that microphone, who's been here patiently, don't be- don't be touching anything now. What do you think about a man running a marathon while smoking cigarettes? I think that is not good for you. And why do you think it's not good for him? I don't know. Because you've been told smoking cigarettes is bad for you, right? Yeah. Now what about drinking water? Do you think drinking water could be bad for you? Not really. Why not?
1: Because I think it helps your body.
0: And, and why do you think that? Because you've been told that, right? I think so. Yeah, this is a seven-year-old. This is my daughter. My seven-year-old daughter who's been in the studio listening to the hockey discussion, listening to the marathon discussion and stuff, and I just wanted to see what a seven-year-old might think about running a marathon with cigarettes in their mouth. What would you think if you saw me running a marathon, running all the time, and I always would have a cigarette in my mouth? I think that would not be good for you. Well, and what would you say to me? Um, you should stop cigaretteing when you're running. And what about when I'm not running? What if I'm smoking cigarettes when I'm not running?
1: Probably still, you might not want to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not a good idea. So everybody out there that's listening, we know it's not a good idea. I can remember when I was about your age. I was about seven, maybe eight, nine years old. My father, your grandfather, used to smoke cigarettes, and and he still does sometimes, but. He did back then, and I remember how upset I used to get because I knew it wasn't good for him. And I remember one or two times I took his cigarettes and I hid them from him in the car. And I can remember he eventually got a little upset with me. Like, hey, don't be touching my cigarettes because when you smoke the cigarettes, you, you really like to do it. Do you know what the word addicted means? No. Addicted means when your body wants you to keep doing something because you've already done it and you get used to it. It's called a habit, and you need to do this thing in order to kind of feel good and it's tough when you're addicted to stop doing something. You've never been explaining that before? Not really. Doesn't sound very good, right? Like if with cigarettes, like if you don't smoke cigarettes, sometimes you get in a bad mood. That's what happens with people who love to smoke cigarettes all the time. They need it and if they don't have it, they kind of get like agitated. Do You know what that word means? Not really. Not really. You're saying not really a lot. You, what do you have strong opini- opinions on? Do you, have, do you have something you want to say before I... I'll just take the microphone back and do this myself if you don't want to talk too much. I want to talk. You want to talk. Okay. There we go. Thank you. That was my daughter, everybody. She gave us a little bit of input there from the mind of a seven-year-old. And we might even have her back tomorrow to do some more in-depth discussion. and Really talk about what seven-year-olds in the world of sports... Are thinking nowadays. Yesterday on the show, I told you I did not do my investigative work. Breaking, breaking news, people. I have done the research on goats. Greatest of all time? No, the real animal. The kind that sound like sheep? I, I'm not sure what the noise is that goats make actually. I know, alright, let's do this. Let's, let's put the seven-year-old to the test again before I get back to this research. With Okay, back to you. What sound does a sheep make? Baa. What sound does a goat make? I don't know. There we go. See, people? We're not sure about this. It's a question. I think it's meh. It's very similar, but I think the sheep does a baa for some reason. I don't know how they make that B sound, but people out there, I don't know what shape the pupils are of a sheep. But I do know goats do, in fact, have rectangular pupils. So, Mitty, you brought this up on Tuesday. I did the research. I did a Google search. Goats are herbivores, herbivores, and need to be able to protect themselves when a predator comes along. A broad line of sight aided by wide rectangular shaped pupils allows them to see danger approaching from their peripheral vision. And I do use the word peripheral vision a lot in basketball coaching because you need to be able to see the person you're guarding in the basketball at the same time. And the way to do that is to look in the middle. If you look at the middle of two objects, you can actually see both of those objects out of the sides of your eyes. The trick is to look in the middle. So if you're just looking at the ball, you can't see the person you're guarding. If you're looking at the person you're guarding, you can't see the ball. So you look in the middle. That's peripheral vision. Well, apparently that's how goats see potential... Pray so they can run away. And it made me think wow, you know, the creator, whoever it is, God, whatever you want to call it, whoever made all of us, really created all these animals with special skills and abilities and characteristics. Maybe it was evolution, but I don't know. That just seems a little strange to me. Charles Darwin, I think he pulled a trick on everybody over there. So that's what we got. We had, wow, what a show we had today for people. We went in the, inside the mind of a seven-year-old. We gave an update on the Hampstead Men's Masters Basketball League when we're talking about injury status of the reigning MVP. Will he be back next week? My money says yes. I'm a betting man. He's a quick healer and a competitor. And I know his team wants him out there on the court. My brother Dave going to do some healing over the next few days whether it's Mr. Miyagi Rocky Balboa whatever we got to do pull it together get ready and take on the day next Wednesday you everybody out there in the listening audience take on the day today Thursday this has been the sports machine with Slim on WKXL Radio 1450 AM 103.9 FM in Concord 101.9 FM in Manchester NHtalkradio.com Be careful out there running those marathons.